Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Wrench Nation. For you, Wednesday pleasures. A little bit of Louis Armstrong and Ella, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Love the smooth sounds of Ella Fitzgerald all the way. That's the kind of song that you uh, can get ready for. The old classic Ella Fitzgerald and uh, the great Louis Armstrong. And, and we talk about this on the show all the time, man. There's two forms of therapy right here on Wrench Nation that we, no matter what kind of card tip we could finagle, finumble, get to you. There's two things we tell you. Get in your ride. We don't care if your ride has got 250,000 miles on it. It's your ride. And crank up your favorite tune. Welcome back to Wrench Nation. We appreciate you guys hanging with us every Wednesday right here from one of the premier high school automotive trade schools in the country, East Valley Institute of Technology. And we've got a jam-packed show you know, summertime, I had to play this song, not only to tribute out uh, the great Louis Armstrong and the amazing Ella Fitzgerald, but summer is coming, people, and I'll have you know, if you don't know, like everybody right now in Phoenix, they're flying kites, they're relaxed, they've got the little jackets on because it's a little windy, but Friday, Susie, 99 degrees, summer is here, people. Ooh, that's just one shy of a triple digit there, Frank. One, yeah, triple digit. That for us, you know, we're we're okay. Well, we went from shirts, long sleeves <laughs> to people laugh at that. And for all of my uh, podcast family that's uh, perhaps hanging in North Dakota, I think you're still dealing. <laughs> you guys can't relate, and, and and that's cool. But it will hit 99. Summer's here, and I thought to myself, Susie, that part of summer, many things take place, vacations, things like that. But what about that? Long lost relationship regarding a reunion of sorts. Like with a boyfriend or well, I hope what are you talking you, about? Like a high school reunion? Well, if you married, it better not be a boyfriend <laughs> or girl. But I think I think more or less what we're talking about is a reunion, whether it be with family. Uh, and some of these reunions go pretty good and some, well, you know, some not so good. But what if I told you as today's show topic? We've got a reunion with a vehicle from the high school days. Do you remember your high school days, Susie? Yeah, I do. What if you could go back in time? You sold that high school ride, and 50-plus years later, that vehicle comes back in your life. That would be way cool. It is way cool. And add ER and make it cooler. I'm excited to announce to you people, we've got the great, the talented Tony Dow from Leave It to Beaver. Ooh. Now, I, I hear some of you say, well, I, I Leave It to Beaver, I saw that on YouTube, but what is that? Well, Leave It to Beaver was one of the classic family iconic shows that went just skyrocketed through uh, syndication in the 80s. And uh, Tony Dow, Wally Cleaver is the gentleman behind a 50-year reunion 
with a wonderful 62 Corvair Spider. That is super cool. Yeah, I mean, how does this something like this happen? I mean, give me this kind of reunion. But it magically came about, and Tony Dow is going to join us here in a little bit, as well as, now you can't have a reunion with a vehicle and not talk to the gentleman behind the restoration to make that ride extremely is Beautiful. it who I think it is? Well, of course. Well, See, then. The beloved, you understand, he's been on the show before. <laughs> and actually, uh, I think officially, Mr. Ken Vella, MC Ken Vella with uh, Wicked Customs out of Huntington Beach. He's kind of a show contributor because if you've been on the show more than 3.3 times, <laughs> that classifies you. So we're going to travel. We're going to journey. We are excited to have this reunion, a 50-year-plus reunion behind... Um, what some of you may think is a Japanese vehicle. Some of you are saying, well, that Corvair, that can't be American. It is American, isn't it? Of course it, it is. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that and uh, bring on Tony Dow, uh, Wally Cleaver of the fame. Leave did it you to watch Beaver. Leave it to Beaver? I did. I, I watched did it. I watched it. We're going to talk about okay, that. Good. But you guys stay tuned. We're going to come back at you. Wrench Nation. Bolt-on Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-on Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Oh, yeah, we're taking you on a journey today, people. Welcome back, Wrench Nation, you mechanical maniacs. Uh, you know, we talked about reunions, but we, let's turn this song up. Some of you may know this song. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's the, uh, the wonderful soundtrack to one of the TV hit series, uh, Leave It to Beaver. Now, many of you have probably caught a lot of that in uh, syndication. Uh, Time Magazine, actually. Uh, hit it on the top 100 TV shows and how that relates to car talk. Well, we're getting there, people. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned reunions and and uh, specifically with a 62 Corvair Spider, Susie. I mean, uh, some of our folks are saying, what what was that Corvair? Uh, what do you know about a Corvair? We know it's American made, yes, right? Yeah. I do know that in 1960, Motor Trend called it Car of the Year. Car of the Year. Yeah. I also know that in 1965, Car and Driver called the Corvair the sexiest looking American car. Well, when you get a title of sexy, you're going to sell like two million of these uh, suckers. <laughs> I know that. So uh, we talked about a reunion and, and we are honored. We have Mr. Tony Dow on the phone. Tony, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. How are you guys doing? Well, you guys sound like you're having a good time. <laughs> we do. We, we always do. say it's it's at the end of the day, man. It's just therapy for us and hopefully a few other folks listening, right? <laughs> yeah, and you get paid for that stuff. Huh? Yeah, well, we <laughs> we get paid in spirit, man. At the end of the day, we. Get... But Tony, um, Tony Dow, uh, leave it to Beaver. Um, you had a surprise uh, happen recently. I want to say recently, with uh, well, a couple of years ago. A couple yeah. of years ago. Uh, paint the picture. What is going on with the 62 Corvair? Take us back to way back when in high school. Well, you know, I mean, that was my very first car. I bought it uh, in 1961, had it ordered from the factory, had the interior tonneau cover. It was lowered in the front, reverse chromes. 
you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was it was great. Went through my whole high school period dating and uh, trying to figure out how to neck in the. <laughs> See, that now that's really period. That's period verbiage. Necking, <laughs> necking. Well, I love necking. it. I, you know, I didn't want to. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want to get too graphic. Yeah. So anyway, well, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> so, so anyway, that was you know that was sort of like my uh, my baby through those years, and uh, you know we'd cruise Van Nuys Boulevard, and we'd do whatever people do uh, in their high school years. So then we got to fast forward 50 some years, actually, it's probably more than that, but I can't figure it out now without a calculator. But <laughs> um, so anyway, um, I get an uh, email from this guy, and he says, uh, Hey, how would you like your car back? And it was sort of vague, so I didn't know what the heck he was talking about. So I figured it was a crank deal, so I just let it lie, I didn't do anything. And then a couple of days later, I thought, Well, you know, I should at least. Follow up. Curiosity, yeah. That's curiosity. I I told you it was more than just some spam mail. I mean, it was a connection uh, 50 years later. Let's go back to when you first read that email. Lots of emails come through. What was that very first impression with this email about your old school? This guy's nuts. This guy's nuts. I I mean, what's he talking about? I have no idea what he's talking about. So, uh, anyway, then I finally emailed him back, and he... uh, I think, I don't know if he called me uh, or if I called him or I don't know how it happened, but anyway, he told me the whole story. So, and the whole story is um, that um, his friend, his good friend, best friend, had bought the car in 1965, so I had it for four years, four plus years, and um, they did the same thing that I did, which they went through their whole high school years dating and uh, having a sit in the garage <laughs> and work, working on it and screwing around and doing whatever, and it was really part of their whole uh, growing up life, and they loved the car, so... He uh, he put it on mothballs, and then in '87 uh, he uh, did a ground-up restoration. Now, there's one thing you guys have a little screwed up. This was just a regular Corvair. Oh, wasn't this? It wasn't the Spider with it. Spider. Okay. Spider. Okay. Regular Corvair, like 206 horsepower or whatever the heck it had. So uh, when he did the ground-up restoration, he put a Spider engine in it ah, uh, gotcha. with a with a blower it has um uh, xke carburation and it has i mean i could go through all this uh mumbo jumbo that i don't understand well we'll get understand. to the mechanics of it here in a minute okay. absolutely yeah so anyway the, the displacement was up to about 100 180 horsepower um with a turbocharged unit so that was quite an improvement and then he put an alcohol um injection system on it and that uh, dumped it up to about 245 horsepower so now you got like an 1800 pound car that runs great with 106 horsepower and now running with 245 so that's an upgrade it, it, that, yeah that's an upgrade and so anyway the point i i got ahead of myself there no, it's but anyway, all good yeah so so the guy says uh no i got you my friend had bought the car and, and you know that you sold sold him and so i I thought, well, this has got to be a junker, so, but we'll go down and see it just for the heck of it. So we drove, drove down towards San Diego, and, you know, it's been sitting outside, and et cetera. And so we uncover it, and it's beautiful. 
I mean, you know, there were a few things that needed help that Ken, Ken at Wicked uh, Customs helped me out with. Uh, but it it was he did a lot of stuff actually. But you know it was a little beautiful. The paint was was good. It had cool wheels on it. The engine was clean. Inside was you know was great. And I couldn't believe it. So anyway, uh, I guess what happened is they were talking about he was he was ill. He became ill, and he had his friend um, go through and and take care of his estate, which. He had quite a bit of stuff because he was an engineer and a, uh, um, a machinist. So he um, and a really cool guy. So anyway, they were talking back and forth, and it's yeah, but what are we going to do with the car? I mean, that's 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 our that's our teenage years, man. And he said, well, yeah, you're not going to just throw that on Craigslist. I mean, that's they they were sentimental about. I mean, I think the connection was definitely the high school years. There's this sentiment. How did yeah, they know to? F- how did they know that you owned it at one at one time? Well, the guy who bought it is the guy who still owned it, so he owned it for all those years. Ah, from, he from remembered 65 that. That's amazing. Through, uh, you know, 2016 or 17 or whatever right. it was. So you know, he said, "Well, look, if you can find Tony, why don't you give him his car back?" He's been waiting 50 years. Yep. He wants that car back. <laughs> well, I think if he hadn't uh, been ill and uh, yeah. wasn't going to be using it anymore, he figured uh, that's as good a place as any for it to go. Yeah, no so doubt. Anyway, that's that's the story. And then, uh, you know, we had it towed, put on a, a flatbed and brought back up here into where I live. And uh, all it needed was there's a <laughs> the funniest guy. He's uh, uh all he does is Corvairs, so that's the only kind of mechanic he is. And he he drives a Corvair, um, you know, one of the the trucks, the kind of whatever they are, the vans. Sure, yeah. And and, and he uh, he comes to your house because he doesn't have a shop. He comes to your house, and all he needed to do was was change the gasoline in it and uh, tune it up a little bit, and it. It runs like a top. Wow, I mean, that's amazing. Let me ask you, uh, Tony, when when you stepped up and looked at this as it was sort of unveiled, mm-hmm. high school memories can kind of slowly go away over time. That's fair to say. Did yeah. this vehicle immediately connect you with memories that may have been disconnected without it? Was there a correlation there? Well, you know, I, I, I was so surprised that the... The darn thing was so beautiful. I mean, uh, you know, I fell in love with I it really again. Huh? Yeah. yeah, sort of a uh, a ragtag thing, and uh, I mean, who's going to give away a beautiful car like this? So yeah. I, I was amazed, and then of course, you know, as time goes on, I, I occasionally remind myself of you know going to Bob's Big Boy, and you know, <laughs> that takes you back, no doubt. And, yeah. yeah well, does. when you when you got the ride, it sounded like there was. Uh, some minor things mechanically, uh, but we do want to bring on the gentleman uh, who was responsible for really getting the pop in the flare. <laughs> uh, Ken yeah. Vella, Mr. MC Ken Vella, Wicked Customs, welcome back to the show, Wrench Nation, baby. Hey, glad to be here. Ken, how you doing? Good. Hey, Ken, what's good. up? 
All right, so <laughs> let me set for right. our audience. Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, we've got Tony Dow of the famed Leave It to Beaver, Wally Cleaver, uh, and we're also going to talk about uh, what uh, Mr. Tony Dow is up to these days, uh, some fascinating things, but really talking about uh, that reunion of a vehicle uh, from high school 50 years later. Here it is in the driveway, the unveiling, the connection, going back in time, but at the end of the day, it looks pretty good, but boy, we need to pop it real good. Ken, <laughs> what did you take responsibility for in sort of getting this uh, restored vehicle back uh, so it was uh, Tony Dow happy? Well, um, the, the plan was, uh, you know, Tony and I had talked about uh, doing some work with it and trying to see where we wanted to go. Uh, do we do a full restoration? Do we kind of... Uh, do what I like to call it is a preservation restoration. Do we kind of just touch it up and fix some of the things that are there and try to blend the old with the new and still leave that period correct, uh, that, that, that feel with it. And, and that's actually what we came up with that, um, and we realized that it was painted, I'm guessing, I'm trying to remember, I think it was about five different, uh, it was three different colors and then black twice. But I so- think originally Tony was blue, wasn't it? When you first bought it? Dark blue, midnight. Yeah, midnight, yeah, blue. midnight blue. Now it's, it's, it's jet black and and beautiful. So you had to with with essentially four or five layers cooking. It's like a home with layers of paint. Um, yeah. Tell us about that well, process. Did you you got it down to bare to bare metal and started from scratch? Well, we actually uh, we got some areas that were that were bare metal, but we had to blend like the hood. We blended in the fenders and that, and then the rear section. There was a couple dents in there, so we wanted to bring it back to to the state that it was currently and not disturb any of the original original paint. So that was the toughest work, is trying to blend the old with the new. And so it doesn't uh, doesn't uh, show up that uh, that much, because generally when you when you paint uh, something brand new and right next to it is the old finish, you know, it stands out quite a bit. But to be able to balance that and also color match it to, to correct, because we're dealing with fading, we're dealing with all kinds of different things with that. So it's much more difficult to do it this way, but we felt that it was better because it, it, it has that 80s feel to it, and we wanted to respect uh, respect that. Even the radio, was in, it was in, I think it's an audio box. Wow, um, audio box, yeah. That was uh, big business back then for audio box, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it wasn't the 80s feel, it was the 60s feel we were looking for, but... Right, right. When, uh, and, and I think the, that's uh, important because many many folks may relate to mm-hmm. sort of the reconnection. Uh, you know, right. I mean, in this case, you know, fifty years later. But some folks have you know gotten back into a vehicle maybe ten or fifteen years later. You had mentioned something, Ken, that I, I think was very valuable, and it's to actually sit down and have a session. Uh, with the owner of the vehicle and figure out, okay, hey, which direction are we going in? Do we want it period mm-hmm. correct? Do you find that if that conversation's not done, we have a lot of folks that are in the process of considering restoring their, their old hoopties from high school or maybe a ride mm-hmm. that they just picked up. Without that conversation, that's where things can get ugly uh, at the end uh, and expectations aren't met. Very, very quickly. Uh, it's extremely important to have that conversation, uh, to educate the customer, go through all the what-ifs and, and all the options beforehand so there's no unexpected surprises. And generally, when you're doing a restoration, you're going to find some un- unexpected things, but, but also be prepared for that and prepare the customer for that as well and, and have a direction and stick with that direction. That's, that's extremely important. Yeah, I mean, we see it in the garage, guys, you know, when it in terms of somebody having... Um, you know, we had a car in today, uh, 240,000 mile uh, Hyundai, 
And, you know, they said, hey, you know, we, we hadn't seen the vehicle in the past, right? And, and they said, essentially, we want to do all these maintenance items, right? But we have this one issue with the way it's hesitating. And what we found was there was a transmission ready to blow mm-hmm. on this thing. So we said, hey, listen, pull the plug. Don't band-aid. And I, and I think having that conversation up front about paint, structure, body, going back to original, you know, in the end, everybody's happy because we now have that expectation lied out. Mm-hmm. Well, most definitely. And then, you know, when we got it back, uh, the, the the gentleman, I mean, he was he was pretty sharp. He uh, did his own alcohol injection. It was all stainless steel tanks and tubing that he put together on it, along with the, the Jaguar XK uh, um, uh, carburetor. Um, and then, you know, changed the wheels to the American Vectors and gave it that 80s feel, what they were doing in the 80s, that whole that whole vibe, which was really cool and just really gravitated to that vehicle. I mean, it was just it's, it was absolutely gorgeous and uh, loved working on it. Uh, we converted it over to E85 injection. You can still go back to the alcohol, but being that it was high compression, it was doing a lot of detonating. So we added that injection to it and it cleared it right up and performance just peaked right up. We love injection. Click of the key, start. Oh, yeah. Everything's managed. Uh, <laughs> no doubt about it. We've got an older Lincoln uh, in the garage, 60, 68 with the suicide doors yeah, and everything. Yeah, beautiful. And, right. you know, we're trying to get this thing through emissions, and it's like, oh, my goodness. Uh, can you please, uh, can we talk fuel injection? <laughs> you know, but um, Tony, I have a question for you. you, you you've had okay. many cars over the years. What do you find yourself doing as sort of peace and solace. Uh, I imagine you're doing a lot of car shows, of course, with uh, Fireball and Wheels and Waves. Do you ever get to a point where this is really a great way to escape, maybe with you and your wife? Um, tell us about what you're doing with the spider these days. Well, I mean, I you know, I'm not a, I hate to say this on your show, but I'm not a car guy, as Ken knows. And, uh, you know, I've had, I've had some kind of cool cars, like I've had three Porsches, the 356, the old body style. And nice. I've had the Corvette, uh, 63 Corvette. And, um, but, but I've never, um, uh, one of the stories that I tell is when I, when I sold this Corvair, I went out, the reason I sold it was I was going to get something better, you know, bigger and like a real car because everybody had a Corvair at the time, but they were kind of, you know, they weren't really, um, well, it was the well, answer. People, I understand it was I mean, an answer to the Volkswagen Beetle at the time. Ken, help me out there. What, wasn't yeah, the Corvair kind of that? Also, but yeah, yeah, they not, and then uh, they were, Ford was uh, all over that. They were trying to uh, compare it or uh, compete, uh, get it out of the way for the Mustang. Uh, um, they did some uh, testing. Uh, you can even see it on YouTube, some of the black and white testing, where they hired drivers, uh, professional drivers, to try intentionally flip those things over because, as we know, the story of, Ralph Nader, Mr. Nader. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I call him. I call him Seatbelt Nader. <laughs> yeah, he, oh my gosh! Um, and, and 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 ironically, that was the first book I ever read as a kid, and because it had a car on the front of it, and you know, reading that and believing that, and and actually hands on with Tony's car. Man, that, I, I'm gonna. I want to write a book that says save it at all speeds, at any speed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, well, this car is amazing. I mean, I love up, live up in the canyons, and as I said, I've had three different Porsches, and um, this car, uh, I could probably, you know, get up here in ten ten minutes faster than I could in the Porsches yeah. by far because it's and that that thing you know, handles puts so new well. New sway bars in, new suspension in. He put, and it and, you know it goes like hell because it's just uh, you know. Uh, 
couple hundred horsepower in there. It, uh, it's really a fun car out. to drive. And, you're, and what's really neat, uh, Tony, is the, the reconnection to spirit. I mean, I don't think you have to be a bonafide gearhead to, to really just enjoy a piece of life. You know, um, we, we do pass things through life. Like, you know, and sometimes we lose those heirlooms uh, because we were knuckleheads at one time. And, and I think the, the connection to spirit's amazing. Uh, I want you guys to uh, hang on. We're going to take a quick break. If you're just joining the show, we are honored to have Tony Dow, uh, leave it to Beaver, Wallet Cleaver, and, uh, of course, the talented uh, MC Ken Vela. We're going to dive in a little bit more into the history of the Corvair. And uh, if you didn't know, we have some surprises. Uh, Mr. Tony Dow, catch up with what he's doing these days. You'll be surprised. Stay tuned. Wrench Nation. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time. The quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to PartsAuthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. PartsAuthority.com. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Catching bits and pieces of the show. Remember, we got the podcast up on Sunday. And the shows we played Saturday uh, on KFNX. My soul can't be sold. Shake me cold. Shake me cold. That's how And certainly invite you. We've got over 150 fascinating, I would like to believe, taking you on a journey. And catch those shows, RanchNation.tv. Uh, we're going to rejoin with a with a 50-year reunion. Uh, let's get Mr. Tony Dow back on. Tony, welcome back. Hey, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating story. Um, your wife, what does your wife say about the Corvair today? Well, I, she doesn't mind riding in it, but uh, she won't drive it. And uh, Why? Why doesn't she drive it? I think she's afraid. She's, she's afraid. It's a little fast, you know. It is, yeah. And um, I don't know. It's stick shift. Nobody drives stick shift. It's a stick now. shift. Well, we need to bring stick shifts back. Oh, I love stick shifts. Well, Tony, oh, I got to share well, with you. You can if you order it, huh? One of the job uh, you can, yeah, yeah. You can still order like Mazda, and you know there are yeah. many. But one of the job requirements uh, for some of our youngsters, we do a lot of mentoring in the garage. Uh, Great. Uh, number eight bullet point. Must eventually learn quickly, like how to drive a stick. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, yeah. So, Ken Vella, are you still there, partner? Uh, well, I think we're still here. You hear me? Perfect. Welcome back, Ken. Okay, uh, of course, uh, Wicked Customs. Um, you know, over two million of these Corvairs were made. Ken, do you see sort of a, a niche market uh, with that? And and if you do, what are some of the interesting things that folks are doing? Power plant wise, you know, we, we uh, know. Uh, let me, yeah. uh, there were, uh, everybody had a friend or had a Corvair back in those years. I mean, yeah. that, that was the most popular car. You see a zillion of them on the road. Two million of them is a hell of a lot of cars. It is, back yeah. Then. yeah. Uh, and now can hit it with uh, what people are doing to them. Ken, what are they, I mean, can you, can you drop a little small block back there? Chevy? Most definitely. There's uh, there, actually there's quite a few um, uh, Corvairs that are out there, and one of the clubs in San Diego, it's just fantastic. We went to a Bob's Big Boy, and I'm going to say there was at least 75 in that parking lot, and that's the most I've ever seen in one spot. I didn't realize there were that many until it, it's a super subculture. It's incredible. 
Yeah. I think maybe, guys, that the, the car, and, and this is not a political show by any means, but uh, with the book Unsafe at Any Speed, as you said earlier, Ken, you read that, mm-hmm. um, there, there were some, some unfair assessments here that, that gave the vehicle a bad name, would you say? Most definitely. It, it was um, it was none, none of that, actually. I mean, if you purposely did it, and like I said earlier, Ford actually hired drivers, and there's some test footage. You can even check that out on uh on YouTube right now, and they purposely tried to flip those things. Yeah, and they had a hard time doing it. Yeah, well, I well, think the other yeah. thing, you know, the thing that's tough about them is with that weight in the back, um, they tend to um, spin out. I mean, I you mm-hmm. know, but so does a so does a Porsche. You know, the old Porsche three fifty six. Yeah, and the, and the Corvette and the suspension is, is similar to that. Yeah. Um, yep. Just put a stiffer bar in the back, and and you're really good to go. And they they were even accused of actually lowering the tire pressure to help it flip on that. So you can actually see some of those things on there. Yeah. But really quick, um, Tony had mentioned earlier that that he wasn't a car guy, but I, I listened to that laundry list of cars that he's owned. Like, <laughs> no, Tony, uh, Tony Dow sorry, officially. You are a car guy. Yeah, you're a car guy. Uh, Tony Dow, well, I'm a uh, car uh, driver uh, guy, but I'm not a car. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell guy. you what. Officially. Hashtag Wrench Nation. Tony Dow is a gearhead. Stamp that approval. Bam. <laughs> yeah, <nice>. right on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's it's really great to to make that reconnection. And I, I know again we have a lot of folks that uh, we know because they've called us, whether they've reached out on the show or reached out through social media, where you know there was this inspiration, and it and it really is stories like yours. You could have went in a whole different direction from delete the email that would have never happened right. um or yep. just like felt like you know it's just kind of long, like yeah but curiosity long. got the cat you got to admit would you say that tony were you curious more than anything to see what this would eventually end to well absolutely i mean when they got when it when i realized that it was my first car <laughs> at that point i said well i gotta see the car you know i mean i don't care if it's wrecked uh dented and uh you know the paint's all scraped off of it I want to. I want to see it. So that's kind of. But I did have the the idea that it probably was a bit of a, a a trash car. I mean, you know, it's like I said, it's not some something people give away, especially the in the shape, not the, in the mechanical shape it was in with yeah. all this stuff that it has. You know. Yeah. And like uh, Ken said earlier, the guy was a m- machinist mechanic. Um, and an engineer, and so all like whatever was a rubber hose or whatever now is a stainless steel piece that he machined himself. Yeah. So the inside of the engine, you know, looks completely different. It really looks great, and uh, so I, you know, I, I was really surprised when when I when I saw it. But I had to I had to at least take the journey to San Diego to take a look at it. You know. Yeah, Tony. Many people don't realize. Um you are a talented sculptor. Talk to us about what you're doing these days. And I'm actually on the TonyDowSculpture.com. Pretty impressive with uh, bronze castings and, and uh, some of the things that you're doing. Tell us about that. Well, I had, uh, I had always loved um, art, and I had... Uh done a lot of copper brazing, done a lot of sculptures and had things in shows and whatnot. And I had that when I when I was going to retire, I would retire and uh, have a nice little studio somewhere down by the beach and uh, I would 
be able to make sculpture and uh you know that that would be great so anyway i, I retired a little earlier than intended and so in the 19 uh 2000 i started working on pieces and uh i had planned to have a show and i you know put together about 20 pieces that i thought were you know pretty nice and uh and then oddly enough barbara billingsley who played june on the show came over one evening for dinner and she brought a boyfriend and the boyfriend happened to be uh sort of an internationally known uh sculptor and he loved the stuff and he said hey, wow well, you gotta you gotta have these things bronze we gotta so he took me up to his um the foundry that does the work for him and uh introduced me showed me around and so that's kind of how it all started and yeah. uh these are works of art. I, I want to share with the audience um, one particular piece that I'm looking at, Le Cirque, which was inspired by Cirque du Soleil. Um, it, it states here that uh, there was uh, you worked with some soft, crumbling wood, and and but it is absolutely a gorgeous piece. How long does something like this take you, or do you have a timeline, or you just go with the flow? You go with the flow. I mean, I I, I use the, the part of the wood that's between the root and the trunk so it's um it's not a burl wood i call it burl wood because that's the thing that most people can recognize and, and it but it has that different types of um grain in the wood and depending upon what kind of uh tree it was um it can be just sensational it can be dark it can be light it can be yeah. so that particular piece you're talking about <clears throat> as you mentioned was a little crumbly, and so that piece was easier to actually execute, except that um, I had to keep putting a, a hardener on it so that it, the wood would solidify and become harder. Right. And um, It's a beautiful piece, and I just want to invite, uh, if you're tuning in, uh, Tony Dow uh, of Leave It to Beaver fame, of course, a, a wonderful story of 50 year reunion uh, with a beautiful 62 Corvée. I invite you to check out TonyDowSculpture.com. Some really unique pieces. Tony, I am hopeful. In fact, we'll be out. Susie and I, yeah. May 11th, we'll be at the Murphy Auto Museum. Uh, we're hoping to catch you out there. Uh, Fireball's oh, yeah. got an art gallery in it, and we so uh, would look forward to seeing yep. you and, and having fun out there and having a little uh, Wrench Nation reunion. How about that? That's right. <laughs> that sounds great. That's the opening, right? That, uh, that is the opening. the opening, yeah, May 11th. and so Yeah, that's great. I'm sure we'll be there. And uh, my uh, I'm going to be doing some sort of automotive you know, type of art. Oh, we look forward to that. Uh, and again, it's folks... It's not going to be there then, but it will be there in the, in in the, the second yeah. Uh, yeah. Gallery, Super cool. But, well, we but, appreciate uh, you, Tony, and so respect uh, your time for joining us here with Wrench Nation. And uh, thank you so much for sharing that story. All right. I appreciate that, and uh, you guys have a good day. Absolutely. Thank you so thank much. You. you know, and, and I'm going to cut in really quick, Frank. Yes, sir. Uh, we Ken, got yeah. We've something special for you. Um... Any minute now, somebody's going to be calling in. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Um, are they? Are they? Is, is this on like the reunion theme? Do you want me to play summertime? No, reunion? no. Let's just let's just take the caller. Who is it? Who is this call? I think it might be uh, Greg Buckley from Buckley's Auto Care. Is that right? Out of Delaware. Buckley, you got a reunion? What's going on over here? <laughs> is this? Huh? 
Greg Buckley. Oh, is he caught? Is he caught? All right, well, we got to wrap it up. I guess there's some stuff coming in on the other side. And we've got car tips. We had two cars in the garage today. These are tips that will save you big money and anguish. Stay tuned. Ranch Nation next. Frank here with Wrench Nation. We appreciate you guys tuning in every week to the Wrench Nation Car Talk Show. But did you guys know I'm not basket weaving? I don't do roofing. I actually own Desert Car Care of Chandler. Boy, and I've got a great team down there. If you've got car repair or maintenance needs, I invite you to stop by my garage over a cup of coffee. Maybe you've got that large estimate and you're not sure where to go. Give me a call, 480-726-6400, Desert Car Care of Chandler. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Frank and Susie hanging out with you right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology. I remind you, get on to Tony Dow. Uh, many of you remember the wonderful show, but Tony Dow's got some amazing sculptures going on. TonyDowSculpture.com. Uh, check that out, and uh, we rejoin with you. We have a few car tips that we try to shed and share with you. And Ken Vela, is Ken Vela still hanging out, Dale? All right, there he is, Ken. Welcome back to the show, Ken Vela, Wicked Customs. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? I think it's your birthday, isn't it, coming up? Oh, dead it. <laughs> I think so. April, oh, it is. Well, huh? April 22nd. We just celebrated my daughter's birthday, the 15th. What? Oh, dead it. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday Happy birthday Birthday hugs, man. Happy birthday, Frank. <laughs> well, Mr. Ken Vella and the rest of you guys, yes, uh, 32 <laughs> years young today or soon or something. Yeah, but I think we you, do have a caller. You are good in math. <laughs> Is that right, Bree? Do we so, have a caller on hold? Yeah, so we have another special guest that wanted to wish you some happiness, and that's Brother JD. On Brother JD from Wrenchmore. Big <laughs> Daddy. Brother JD, are you hanging? What's up, big Frank? Can you hear me, Frank? Oh yes, brother JD with Wrench Wars. What are you doing, man? <laughs> hey, I just want to let you know what I just want to let the world know. You know, uh, when you meet a cat like my brother Frank, you have to take a second look into his big giant hands. I'm not talking about the financial institution; it's the soul of a man that holds this valuable contribution. So, sure, this dude can turn a wrench and work that microphone. But what about that dirty, low-down trombone? Oh! <laughs> all right, all right. That is perfect. All right, you ready? Here we go, Brother wait, JD. Let's do this. You ready? Wait, wait. Wait, okay. I ain't done. Wait, I got a last part. Is he really this skilled with the sounds of the street and a shop that keeps people driving, not walking on their feet? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this dude ain't just playing. So on this day, I just wanted to say, Keep doing what you're doing, my brother Frank, and happy birthday. Oh, that was excellent. Right on. All right, brother, wow. brother JD, you know I can't let you go with that. Are you ready? We're gonna I'm uh, ready. all right, let's set it up. Maybe, maybe we got a little B flat action. Are you ready? I'm ready. Don't da don't. I got my brother JD on the line. 
With rich walls spinning all the time. Making all the people with their backyard bills smile. That's my boy, brother JD. You'll see him on Rich Wars. Yeah. Good job. Hey, man. Hey, you stankier than all of us, man. I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday, my man, and uh, and many more, my brother. Many more. Brother, right. I, I love you for that, man. Thank you. Brother JD with Rich Wars. That's pretty cool hey, stuff right we there. We all love you, man. Stay cool, buddy. Rock on, man. All right. Well, okay, you wait, know, breathe. Breed now. What's so, next? Ken Vella, uh, you behind this uh, stankiness? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know we got We got to stick to a schedule. So, Bree, what do we have next? Uh oh, what do we got? So up next, we got some people that are trying to get through the line. So uh, Ken and uh, Ken and brother JD, I'm going to let you go. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right. Bye, Happy guys. Frankie, baby. Man, thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you. Wow, that's special, right? All there, right, Bree. What's next? That's special. Well, you got to give him a sec to call through and get through my call screener. So next is our hot car tear kit. While we all right, so we did people. we did want to roll with you guys. And, and by the way, it's not just my birthday. If it's your birthday in April, man, go celebrate. You know, I always say stage left and celebrate that life. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did have a few cars come in the shop, and we always try to give you real world scenarios uh, that help you out. One of the things that we had we had an old Nissan pickup truck. Simple enough, rear brake light was not working. Now, well, most, basically, it was staying on. It, it was, was staying, staying on, on after right. she turned the car off. After she turned, so that caused the battery to go uh, to go out. You get mm-hmm. it in the morning, you're like, oh, gosh, battery. Well, just be aware of something simple that we found. The brake light bulb has uh, a contact point, right? So yes. you can have a single. I think it's the 1157 1157, bulb. 1157, correct. Well, she put the wrong bulb in, and that was causing some contact issues, Along with a bad brake light switch. Right. So the the two-nipple contact that she um, put, well, she was supposed to put a two-nipple contact. She put one. Yeah. And unfortunately, a dollar bulb costed her 150 bucks. Well, because we had to replace we the had whole to replace lens the whole assembly. Yeah. So just know a lot of you may be uh, tuned to, yeah, it's a simple light bulb. It's like my house and stuff. But go by your local garage it, it and, and just save you the anguish, swallow your pride. Because yep. some of you say, hey, I want to have an intimate relationship with my vehicle. <laughs> I can replace the bulb. But just know about that. And uh, what do we got here? What do you got? Some good music going? What do we got, got some good music and great people. Oh, so does this sound like Guess who? who's back? Who's back on this line over here? Hey, hey, hey. Who's this? This Mr. Buckley up in here. A very happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, right on, Greg Buckley, man. Buckley's Auto Care out of Wilmington, Delaware. Welcome back. Hey, man, thank you. Thank you very hey, much. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, you know, you're doing some great things, brother. You know that. And uh, you and the whole team, the whole Wrench Nation team out there. Man, we appreciate you. I yeah. uh, love all of the stuff that you're doing. You know how you're helping everybody out. Well, we're on a journey. I always said, you know, I know we I know we got a little birthday salutations, but I, I believe every day should be a day with your birth. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, seriously, yes. people. <laughs> like, some of you, you know, I'll share a story. Like, I remember my old Navy days. I hadn't, I, I mean, everybody would leave the ship. I'd pull in port and it's my birthday. And I, you know, people were leaving with their, and I was standing there looking at the, the United States flag, but I had a good time. Hey, Greg, we appreciate you, brother. Greg Buckley, hey, Buckley's Auto Care. Thank you, man. Hey, man. Thanks, Greg. See you guys. Rock on. Bye, Greg. He's a cool cat. I love Greg. I love him. Greg's good people. I guess who we got now? All right, who we got over here? Let me guess. Fireball! Fireball tears! From Malibu, California. Fireball tears! Yeah, you're on, man. What are you doing, man? Happy birthday to you. Oh, man. Happy birthday to you. 
Happy birthday <laughs> to Franco. Happy birthday to you, my buddy. Oh, you man, rock. Fireball Tim, you rock, man. What? Thank you so much, man. Uh, you know what? I can't express more how much you guys mean to me. You guys have been wow. nothing but a, an absolute pillar for the automotive community. And I uh, am so grateful to be to be friends with you guys. I appreciate you so much, and you've done a just a fabulous job. And I just want to say thank you on your birthday. Man. Th- we love oh, you, Fireball. Well, we do, man. That's straight up. Buku, buku hugs, man. Fireball Tim. So. I appreciate you. I know you, you got lots, lots of people in line, and uh, but I just wanted <laughs> to call in and big thanks to Sherry for for letting me know, and uh, I love you guys. Well, wait I a minute, I'm just too. saying, Fireball, you celebrated a birthday, a big reciprocation. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't remind me, buddy. Just another trip around the sun. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. Thank you so much, Fireball Tim, right you there. Bet. Yeah, you bet, guys. Thanks, wow, Fireball. This is this is cool, yeah, man. Yeah, Bree. Anybody else? What? Uh, all these great people, man. This is pretty cool stuff. Uh, thank you, guys. You guys listening, uh, you know, celebrate. All righty. Now, All this right. is a mystery guest on the line. I'm pretty sure it might be Chris from the car shop in Ooh, Gilbert, though. The car shop have? with the K. Who do we got now? <laughs> hey, so I started working on cars when I'm 16. I've been working on cars for 34 years. How old does that make me in car years? Uh, old. Old. <laughs> <laughs> 6,500 RPM. <laughs> 50, 50 is the big number. Happy birthday, Frank. Oh, man, you rock, man. Chris with the car so, shop out of Gilbert, Arizona, rock, bro. Man. One of the greatest people I've ever met. Yeah, we worked together for many years, and, and I, I will say this about you, Chris. I'm proud of you, man, because you... Uh, you went out there and you opened up your own garage. Having a garage, yeah. like a lot of mechanics, they do it really well, but to get like make that step and, and open up a business, Chris, you handle it with grace and style. You're taking care of your community, man. You're a rock star. You, you got to have the recipe. Once you get the recipe, the rest is easy. Yep, yeah, there you go. That's it. Frank's the chef. Well, say hi to Michelle, and, and for you tuning in, if you're in Gilbert, man, head over to the car shop with a K. Thank you very much, Chris. You rock, brother. Hey, happy birthday, brother. I love you. Thank you. I love you, too, love man. Love you, too, Chris. That's Hi. cool, man. See? All right, Bree. All right. What's next? <laughs> All right, so next we got some text, and unfortunately it says unnamed, but I recognize Tony from New York. He's saying happy birthday, and uh, also drop a big block in the back for weight. Uh, I guess early reference uh, Early, yeah, probably talking about the Corvera being... Uh, what what some would say is a little light footed, but you know he's he's thinking big block like he was big four fifty four in that one. Um, we got a couple of uh, seven six zero numbers that are texting in. I know someone with a birthday. Well, today, rock on, so, you guys! Um, thank you if so you're much. Trying to call in, uh, line is open now. So hop yeah, on. no, thank you guys very much, all of you, and in fact, my podcast family uh, on the replay. You, look, we started a journey, and and I'm not trying to make this all about me and my birthday. I would just tell you straight up: don't use the once a year birthday as an excuse. Really celebrate. Celebrate every day. And as as car people, we always tell you, you know, your car doesn't have to be perfect, man. It's just you, and that's what it's about. And and maybe the horn is off key, and maybe the tires got a little something, but it's you. And and uh, a lot of my youngsters that listen to the show, uh, all you all you guys that said, well, man, my uncle said, no, you shouldn't be a mechanic. Uh, come to my garage, and we'll turn down, we'll turn the whole family around, as well as some of the great guests that we've had. These are all spirited passionate folks yep uh fireball tim brother jd greg buckley thank you many of you guys i appreciate it get on the wrench nation tv as i say every week be safe hug each other and never forget to hug a mechanic